So the big question is this, where do CAD professionals like us who don't have specific training available to them on how to become a CAD manager, yet are compelled to advance their careers by accepting this often misunderstood, underappreciated, and occasionally unsupported leadership role? Where can they find the CAD manager specific insights not taught anywhere else? And how can they accomplish this while also striving to remain highly productive and billable on projects? These are the questions and this podcast is your guide to the answer. My name is Eric DeLeon and welcome to the CAD Manager Confessions Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the CAD Manager Confessions Podcast. In this episode, I'm continuing my next masterclass series by interviewing another fellow CAD manager. Now, I'd like to introduce my next guest, Josh Pollan. Josh is from the Charlotte, North Carolina area. He is a CAD manager and a Autodesk Civil 3D certified, certified professional. Welcome to the podcast, Josh. Thanks, Eric. Glad to be here. So, yeah, so if you guys were, you listeners, uh, Josh and I has had a journey to finally get to this point of recording this due to job changes, schedules, <clears throat> AU, the holidays. Uh, so I'm really excited, man. Thank you for your patience at getting here. I'm really excited that to squeeze this in right before the end of the year. Yeah, me too. I know it's been, it's been fun. So to kick things off, um, share something about yourself that most people don't know. Um, I mean, there's, there's several things that I can bring up, but I think uh, the big one was that's kind of helped me in my CAD manager journey was being a bartender. Um, I bartended for over a decade. It was more moonlighting, but just to be able to approach people, be able to talk to people of any, any walk of life. I think that just being in a customer service role, I think kind of helped me open up. So I think that's something that, that I want to share with folks just so they understand. But yeah, that was something I, I haven't for a number of years, uh, ever since I uh, became a father, uh, I have not um, bartended, uh, just only for myself. So. Interesting. So what's your favorite drink to make? Uh, I mean, margaritas are up there, um, <laughs> just more seasonal. But I mean, for me to drink is probably an old fashioned. That's probably my favorite. I'm definitely a big bourbon bourbon guy. So uh, I like a good old fashioned. Nice. Yeah, my son's really into the old fashions. Um, so one other thing you shared with me, which I think was fascinating, I think is very relevant, that you're also a certified notary, right? Yeah. But the part that I liked about it was why you initially became that. Can you just kind of share that share that story? I, yes, I was at a uh, small firm out east, uh, well, out eastern North Carolina, um, and we had to notarize the owner's signature on the survey plat. So it was just easier to keep it internal for me rather than, you know, the secretary or whoever else it might be. But, um, you know, I need to notarize those, those signatures. But um, that's that's the reason I did it. Now I just keep it more for personal reasons. Obviously, people don't come to me for a, a notary signature very much, but um, and I do have that in CAD. So I do have a seal in CAD. So. Yeah, that's cool. And again, this is what I love about talking with and meeting other professionals is that, you know, by day we're these CAD managers, right? Uh, production managers, design technology managers, but and we all walk in similar shoes, but here's another one, a good story of you're a notary and then you're a bartender and all these different, all these different things that make us who we are, uh, which makes it really exciting because again, just the different perspectives, like you said, I really like that, that you shared was, you know, the, because our positions can be very introverted, 
right? And so unless you're nat like myself, I like to say I'm very extroverted and can get along with people. I can talk, I can gab, I can do whatever, right? But if you're not that way, being able to, you know, be in a position like customer service, in your case, bartending, how it really honed in on those people skills, right? I mean, can you just, I just shared another story there about, elaborate on that a little bit, just, you know, where being in that so the kind of service bartending, role, just, I yeah, mean, just the fact, even waiting tables, I mean, that kind of came hand in hand, just be able to approach people, be able to have a conversation with them, find common ground. You know, those are things that I think in a customer service type atmosphere is, is what we do. Our customers are our users. So I think just being able to approach those folks and, and again, be able to understand kind of where they are um, and, and be able to listen, um, I think is a lot of it. Because to me, being a bartender was kind of almost a therapist in a way. You know, people would tell me everything. I mean, more than I wanted to know half the time. But it it, it definitely helped to be able to, you know, I, I I could be in a situation and I'm not uncomfortable. You know, I can, that's really what it is for me. Um, just be able to, you know, you, you could be having a horrible day and you walk into your shift and you have to kind of put your game face on or you're not going to do very well, you know? So, I mean, that kind of translates over for me just to be able to, like I said, I can, you know, the, the EI is coming fresh out of college to the, you know, the CAD tech that's been there 35 years, you know, those kind of, I can kind of bridge that gap. Um, I think obviously having, you know, I think bartending helps open because everybody has something to say you know, whether it's their favorite drink or, you know, favorite bar, you know, they always have something to say about it. So. Nice. All right. Well, I guess let's get going with these questions here. So again, excited to be here and to hear your stories today. So where do you work? How long have you been there? And what do you do? I work at McAdams. Um, we are a, a multidiscipline firm based out of Raleigh. Um, I'm in the satellite office in Charlotte. Uh, I'm titled a CAD manager. Uh, I also assist with IT uh, in the Charlotte office, just being a satellite office. Um, I've been with them for uh, about four months or so now. Um, so it's kind of been, you know, to your point when we talked earlier, it's, you know, kind of just a new transition. So I'm really just, you know, learning the ropes of how everything's put together. I, I've got a pretty good handle on it there um, and just starting to implement some changes and, and progressions. How long have you been in CAD management? I've been roughly about eight years um, at a couple different firms along the way. Uh, just formerly, I was at a company ESP that's here localized in the, the eastern part of the States. Um, there's some scattered out there, but that was my my longest tenure as a, a CAD manager. Um, but, you know, I, I worked at a couple other small mom and pops that, you know, they, they thought they needed a CAD manager, but it was more they needed a, a lead civil designer. Um, with that kind of mentality. So um, it's, um, like I said, about, about eight years or so. Um, Great. So my favorite question to ask, um, excited to hear this is, you know, what is your CAD origin story? Um, this goes way back to probably when I was, I don't know, I was eight or nine. I discovered I really liked technical drawing. I was drawing floor plans in my you know, my bedroom, I was doing, I know it is a cross-section today, but then I didn't know that I was doing a cross-section or a profile of like a bat cave. You know, I would sit there and draw them, I would doodle in class. So it, it kind of came to me that I wanted to do something along that line of design or drafting. Uh, originally, I wanted to be an architect. 
I, I don't want to tell everybody that, but I think that's going to going to come out a little bit there. But um, and I just saw that it, you know the the time and investment in, involved in it. It was just there was a lot, and and the return wasn't as good. Um, and in the end, so I just kind of kept with you know drafting at that point. But you know, like I said, it all really began when I was a kid, and and it's funny because my my stepfather uh he always would make fun of me he said what are you going to make make money drawing pictures and uh you know obviously i showed him that but um and um he uh you know he's a, a golf pro so definitely trying to hone me into that but that was not something i was very interested in uh, i definitely like engineering technical drawings I'm, I'm engineer minded very um you know how it's built how it's put together i'm you know fascinated Originally, it started in mechanical just because that was available um, at my at my school that I was at. Um, all that was done in vocational school uh, during my high school years. Um, I took architectural drafting, but, you know, it all began with mechanical. Um, like I said, uh, you know, it's always just been a, a, a passion of mine that I, you know, like how things are put together. I like explaining how things are put together on a plan, whether it be a building or you know, a quick sketch or, you know, site plans, because obviously I've been in civil for, you know, over 20 years at this point. So um, I think it's been been very good to me. Um, but yeah. So. so what's interesting, what that's, that's interesting, because I'm curious what like, obviously, it's part of your personality, but what made you want to draw four plans in the Batcave? You know where that imagination come from? Where did you recall any kind of like mm. you saw something once? You're like, ooh, I want to do that, or you just started like, I just want to draw what this would look like. I, I think it was more of that. I think it, it was, you know, I I don't recall a moment. I mean, my biological father was a carpenter, so I don't know if there was some intuitiveness with that. I'm very handy. I like to put things together and, and obviously take things apart, but um, the. Uh, I think it, it it probably arose from you know just having that I guess brain my wire my my brain was wired in that way that I you know I just had to draw it draw it out and yeah. and I still do it today I mean obviously but you know I'll sketch things at home be like how's this you know going to work with everything else um, it's just something that's just I guess been intuitive to me um, I don't I don't recall any kind of moment I just know you know I was doing these. Obviously, I wasn't paying attention in English class. I was, you know, doodling <laughs> yeah. a bat cave or or whatever. So yeah, that's cool. Um, well, I guess to your stepdad, I guess uh, you've done very well for yourself for, uh, you know, drawing pictures uh, for a living. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 for a while there, I was sending him my W two form so he can see <laughs> how much money the drawing pictures is making. So oh, that's awesome. Oh man, it's awesome. So. Um, what are some challenge what are some challenges that you run into as a CAD manager and what actions are you taking to overcome those challenges? I think a lot of the challenges, especially coming into a new firm, are, you know, for lack of better terms, teaching an old dog new tricks, trying to bring those tools that have been available for many years that maybe weren't working at one time that they actually do work. Nothing to me in the software, any software package, nothing is perfect. Obviously we all know that, um, but finding a way to utilize those tools and implement them for others to use so that, you know, it is the standard or it is, you know, whatever the, the standard procedure, you know, that is part of it for the entire company. Uh, just 
getting other people that are kind of stuck in their ways. Maybe they were taught by somebody, you know, some of it's the younger ones too, that were taught by somebody that, you know, has something, this is the way it works. This is the way I've done it. But, you know, there's easier, more efficient ways to do that so that, you know, other folks can work on it. Other, you know, offices when you're multi-office um, to be able to collaborate with other people. Um, I think, you know, that's that's the, the biggest challenge, obviously, is getting folks to do that. Uh, the way I'm going to here at McAdams is get, you know, more training, getting some of these younger staff be like, this is the way, you know, kind of, I guess, not pushing people, but getting others to to utilize the tools that have been there for a number of years. Um, I mean, you know, sheet set manager to me is not horrible, um, but some people, you know, you know, it broke at one time and, and some people don't like it. There's, it's not perfect to get. None of it is perfect. I mean, it's based on, you know, your software, your updates, the user, the files, the connection. I mean, there's just too many, too many things that can play into that. But, you know, the software is growing and in the world's evolving around us, obviously, with, you know, all this, you know, BIM models, all that kind of stuff um, that people are collaborating with, with all different parties to get, you know, a, 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 an accurate model of what we're producing. Um, but if you're not utilizing some of that, you know, three three D parts, three D surfaces. It's not. There's no collaboration to be done. Um, and you know, again, there's tools within there that have worked for years. And and in the beginning, I mean, I remember when grading uh, grading objects were horrible. You know, you'd sit there and click on a line, it would freeze up and crash. You know, pipe network, same thing. Um, but now they're pretty pretty solid. Uh, I mean, I can't. I don't. The pressure pipes. I'm not not up to date on that yet. So um, we're getting there. I think they're they're getting better. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think training and obviously spreading the word and making it be like, hey, I just saved you know two hours worth of work that normally would have you know that would have taken me that long, and now because I'm utilizing these tools, things are are much easier working with. So just you know, spreading the information. Um, I mean, a big issue today is trying how do we reach the younger folks and you know that was a huge topic at AU this year um, in a few of my uh, sessions it was you know trying to reach those and in some of it's the same way we're all reached as you know like TikTok type videos you know short videos instant things it's there um, I can click on it I can watch it in two minutes and I understand what what's going on it's not some long drawn out webinar on how to use corridors or, you know, I think changing the, the, the way, the format that we're producing, I think will help, you know, get people involved. And especially, like I said, the younger groups, getting them uh, embedded in what, you know, what is, what is today uh, and not what is, you know, 10 years ago or, or however um, that pans out. Yeah. I think the challenge with that, I wholeheartedly agree that we have, there's a younger, subset of professionals that we need to be able to reach right and the earlier we can get to it the better but the challenge like you said like you know we not teaching on 10-year technology but at the same time though it's folks who are usually in the position to communicate these things or to get attention are some of the seasoned uh, professionals and if they're not willing to take on these these current tactics to get attention 
then we're never, you know, we're never going to get that because, you know, they still don't want to use Sheets Manager, let alone use TikTok or Instagram or, you know, YouTube. It's been there forever, right? But, you know, some people just are, it's just crazy to me how, you know, I can understand, again, it's new things to, the new thing to learn. But at the same time, though, if we don't evolve, even like with the use of AI and all these other things, you're just going to fall even further behind because it's moving so much faster, right? Yeah, yeah I think, um, yeah, you, you nailed that for sure. Um, you know, I've, I started all this, you know, in a time when, when Google didn't exist. And I assume the same for you, you know, Likewise, yeah. you had to, you had to break it and then learn how, you know, fix it. If you, you know, especially being at a smaller firm when I was, it was, you know, I didn't have a lot of reseller attention, you know, and it was, you know, and obviously I couldn't just email them at the time, you know, um, it's definitely, it's, it's grown, it's much easier. Obviously, I mean, I resort to Google and YouTube because uh, I mean, there's so many sure. things in there. I remember, you know, most things, but you know, some stuff, it doesn't stick or it's random, you know, especially when somebody sends me a fatal error. Like, have you seen this before? I'm like, seen it a thousand times, but I don't know what that code is. You yeah. know, I don't think anybody does. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, nonetheless, right. I mean, we're, we're with the evolution of technology and, um, and the challenges, you know, again, uh, things are at our disposal. We our disposal. We just have to be willing to take a chance on something and help us. So, yeah, the whole uh, AI thing is just is mind blowing, really. Um, you know, at first I was very hesitant. You know, it's like I don't, you know, more security reasons. You know, I wouldn't. My my wife wanted to use Chat GTP or whatever, and yeah. she, you know, I ended up consulting. I have some friends and and and. Um, uh, cybersecurity. And so I reached out to them and they're like, yeah, it's, it's fine. Just, you know, don't put personal information in it, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. Cause I didn't know how, yeah. how much it was shared. I mean, you were among the people of Napster. So, you know, I don't know what's there and what's shared or, or <laughs> yeah. what, no LimeWire. It was LimeWire. Lime yeah, that love, was yeah. the one that was the, the, the dirty one, I guess, um, that, you know, anybody can upload anything there. Yeah scary times <laughs> yeah, living through that but it was kind of fascinating <laughs> it's fascinating as well too it's like what i could i could grab a whole album from the internet anyway in two days yeah at that uh, time yeah for sure um, i remember downloading a song it took i had to wait i put it on and i go to bed and it still has a few minutes remaining back in the dial-up days yeah, yeah. well the, the key was finding the re the sources that were north american based because one yeah. buddy he was russian orthodox russian back in the northwest when i lived in oregon and he uh he found some russian uh, some russian album was downloading it but it was coming from russia and oh, so wow. you know what dial up it was just fun and anyway it's kind of it's kind of funny funny times yeah yeah <clears throat> looking um, back it is definitely um like you know <laughs> people don't know this well the younger generations don't know the struggle yeah. that we that we went through just to get you know whether it was recording off the radio or trying to download it on aol but great times <laughs> uh what is what is one thing you wish you knew earlier on in your career that you know now Ooh, that's a toughie i think i guess a lot of it came from not being an engineer uh you know just being a, a cad tech i just never i didn't think you know I, I always looked up to the engineers you know and i still do obviously but you know that that was required 
to to get these roles in certain situations. I think just knowing that you know having a skill that is very viable in the in the market that it, it's usable. You know, I just always thought I was you know it's a menial job and it, it just kind of grew. I think knowing what I know now, you know, 20 years ago, I, I could have made some different steps, obviously, you know, putting in motion to become more some more so like yourself, you know, being more, you know, uh, out there, you know, with all the different groups and communities that are out there. I, I, I wish I would have gotten a little bit more involved in that then when in my infancy of in my career, instead of, you know, now I'm trying to catch up, you know, at the, the latter end of my career. Uh, yeah. I think that's, that's something that we could you know, spread to folks now that if you're in, you know, first or second year of your career, I mean, get involved in the communities, get involved in, you know, Augie and, and all these groups out there that are, you know, very beneficial because it's, it's all just a, a learning experience and collaborating. I mean, you can get to your point, getting, you know, a thousand years of experience all in one to, you know, in, in, in these groups, just having, you know, some of the, even the, you know, roundtable discussions at AU, just being involved in those and, and seeing that, you know, hundred years of experience in front of your eyes, you know, and what works and what doesn't. And, you know, the, the finding that common ground with it. Um, yeah, for sure. And that's, and that's, you know, really what, um, I guess, thank you for that because that's what I'm, I'm trying to do, right. So if I can make, try to do my part, right. I know, and I, I say the word legacy, but it's not to make myself, you know, be good or, oh, Eric, this or that, right? Okay. It's really just trying to help the community be better than it was when I started, right? And I feel like I have, I feel like I have a calling, which is why I did the podcast and I'm a part of Augie and I started CAD Manager School and this new um, CAD Manager Mastery Program that I created <clears throat> is just to continue to help because again, like you said, the things that we wish we would have known, that's what I'm trying to give back to. And, you know, and it's interesting, like, you know, in um, you know, you alluded to this a thousand years and what he was talking about, if you're listening to this was um, in the pre-interview is I am, you know, in all of my podcast interviews for these master classes is um, I think I've reached over with all my guests, a thousand years of, of collective experience, CAD magic experience that I've interviewed. And so eventually that's going to go into a book, but again, but nonetheless though, right. I mean, it's just, <clears throat> there's commonalities in that no matter where we're at or what we're doing, even from, you know, um, you know, from some of the people that are, uh, you know, more experienced than us to the folks behind us, there's still some commonalities that we're all still struggling with. And if we could, like you said, you know, you're starting to get out and do more things as well, right? Just doing our parts to help the gener the next generation of the people, you know, in front of us, beside us, behind us, whatever it is, just helping the community at least move forward um, to know that one, you're not alone. There's others very similar to you. I mean, if we can get these collective, you know, that's why I'm really big on community building, right? If we can get these collective like-minded together, we can all learn from each other, right? And that's the end of the day, man. Anything that we can get a leg up and give each other, I think is I think it's really worth it. Yeah. That, like I said, that's that's something that I wish I would have, you know, got more involved. I mean, that's a passion of mine. I mean, I've I've always enjoyed helping people. I mean, that's what I why I'm doing what I do now yeah. is because yeah. I enjoy more helping people than than actually designing anymore. I've I've done enough yeah. of that in my life. Yeah, for um, sure. And I, you know, I mean, I like to be involved in that kind of stuff. But I, I really, you know, I, I I pride myself and I enjoy helping others and and seeing. You know, I get more from their 
experiences yeah. and their accomplishments than my own because that's all bottled up into one. Yeah, most of you, I think I'll say, I can almost say 100% all the CAD manager, CAD managers that I've interviewed and that I know, <clears throat> I think we all have that same heart. We want to help others. I don't think I've ever found one that just was, and if they are, they're probably retired because I've, I've, I've worked with those guys, um, you know, that are just very my way or the highway. But it's just, and I've said it, I've said it in previous interviews is the CAD management community is really a special group of people. You know, and so I know there's some stinkers out there, right? But collectively, the majority of people really just want to do the right thing, want to help others succeed, and um, are willing to do what they need to, right, to help others. It's 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 pretty pretty amazing, special community to be a part of. Yeah, agreed. What would you consider to be your CAD manager superpower? I think a lot of it is just the understanding that I, I came from where I came from as far as using just basic AutoCAD, understanding AutoCAD before we go to Civil 3D, I think has a lot to do with it. Just understanding file maintenance uh, is huge for me. I'm, I'm a big component of that running through. And then, you know, just being able to find issues in a file that most people don't understand. Um, just because, again, I went, I go back to basic AutoCAD days. Um, I think that's that and just again going back to the bartending being able to approach anybody um you know in any situation and help them you know get get their goals achieved is 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 another one um that i'm able to talk to you know ownership of the project all the way to the surveyor field guys you know and i like to kind of you know fan in between those but um i mean the bigger one is obviously the file maintenance being able to figure out you know, what's wrong with the file? What's, what's the problem? You know, where, you know, how can we fix this to, so that it's an operable file? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I had one guy that I, he was a tech that I uh, managed. Um, <clears throat> he was a few years older than me, but he, again, probably the same, same age group as us, right. Working with, you know, starting in the early, the, I'll say release AutoCAD release like 10 through 14, you know, if you're around those days, it was, <clears throat> wow, right? But the nonetheless, is, you yeah, know, that's... yeah, and before the internet. So this guy, man, this guy was, uh, he knew like code, like commands that I didn't even know, right? Because we just get taught, you know, obviously the more drafting, the more projects, the more types of industries you work in, you learn different things, right? Because, the com you know, they're basic commands, but, you know, you use different parts of the tools, right? So then you know, your awareness of what tool to use and the command that that, func that runs that tool, um, you know, goes hand in hand. But this guy was like one of those guys like back pre-internet where if there was a book <clears throat> on AutoCAD commands, he would read it all. And it was amazing. But again, he was a valuable member, man. Where I'm just like, how do you fix this? Oh yeah, it's this command, you know, tick, 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 and then fix. I'm like, wow, that's very honorable. You know, it's just, it, I admired it. It was, it was something, but, uh, but yeah, like you said, right? I mean, if it's something you can latch onto that and know the program, really know it, I mean, you could definitely, you know, be an asset no matter where you go, right? And for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very valuable, obviously, to have somebody, you know, of that level too on your side, you know, <laughs> for sure. not, you know, hopefully not working against you, yeah. but, you know, working with you and, and trying to move things forward, I think is very beneficial to have somebody because there's, I mean, 
to your point, I mean, you know, since I've been more CAD manager, I mean, there's, I probably forgot more than some people know at this point. And so there's some of those, you know, commands that just come up. And again, that's, you might, I, I might remember part of it, but I don't remember the whole thing. And at least now there's the, you know, quote unquote AI within it, that's reading what you're typing and already yeah. kind of, you know, formatting what you're trying, what command you're trying to look for. So I can remember, you know, like MV setup or, you know, different variables yeah. that do different things. Um, yeah, for sure. Yep. What are one or two CAD commandments that you live by without fail? Oh, man. I think, um, I mean, save often is a yes. big one. <laughs> yes. uh, I, I'm a, I turn auto save off. I, um, I, I, you know, it bogs me down. Uh, definitely save often. Obviously, use the template uh, is one because that's something that you think would be pretty straightforward, but people venture on that. You know, they have their own template at some point in time. But uh, I think, you know, obviously, you know, following standards, I mean, that kind of goes with the template, but, you know, following standards, save often. Uh, and that, you know, for me, you know, people are like standards, standards, whatever, but it's like, what do you think, like, if today, if say you got hit by a bus, somebody needs to be able to get in your files and understand what you're doing. So I think, you know, if you're following that company standard, you know, it, it's never a hundred percent, but, you know, I would say 75% has always been a magic number. If you're following 75% because municipalities or PMs, or, you know, you want a little different, it could be a completely different product. Um, I think just, you know, again, following those standards uh, can help instill, you know, that other people can just follow right behind you. Um, I mean, they're very, very important. Yeah, one of, one of my truths or sayings is, you know, common sense isn't common practice. So you <laughs> would think that following the standards or using the company template would be the right thing to do. But people have their own agenda sometimes. They just want to do yeah. things their way. So, And that's probably the biggest part of, of our jobs, right? Is just being able to, you know, I think making the program do what it wants to do. I mean, it does what we tell it to do but it's making the people, the operators do what we wanted to, to follow the workflows and the best practices and the standards to do, to have a consistent output, right? That's more of the challenge is us is dealing with the people part of it, but um, not a boring yeah. day in the office, right? No, and I have to say like surveyors are typically the harder ones to get on that bandwagon because they're the ones that have been doing it for 25 years the same way and, and some of them don't expand, but uh, that's that's, one of my uh, paths right now at my current role is um, is just meshing all that together, yeah. getting all the all the boroughs on the same page. Um, I mean, we're close, but uh, there was just nobody in taking charge of it. Um, so that's that's where I come in. Yeah, um, yeah, that's 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 I think a challenge. The people probably listening to this are like probably head nodding, right? <laughs> so one of the things is you know and. This is, and I use this word deliberately. So, like you said, I I totally agree that there has to be somebody to take charge, right? And you, and again, I'm biased. I think it should be a CAD professional or a CAD manager, because there's nuances to that. That the lens in which a CAD manager or CAD professional look at production CAD files is just a little bit different than an engineer, because there's there's this I call it the primary and secondary focus. So for us is the CAD, the production, the sheets, the 
what it looks like. In the engineers, it's the engineering, the specs, the quantities. Um, <clears throat> sometimes it gets to the point for an engineer where they've done lots of engineering, <clears throat> not enough budget for plans. And so then we all hear the, it's good enough, just get out the door. Right? You're like, whoa, whoa, wait, I, I didn't even chance to know, just get out the door. You're like, oh, this looks, this, is not, this does not look good. Okay. Can you put that in the email because I don't agree to this? Um, but when you're trying to institutionalize this stuff, right, <clears throat> somebody take charge. But with that is also, and I think you have the same heart, is you got to have somebody with the right personality to help shepherd, shepherd it because it needs somebody that's patient, that's able to um, be people, um, have people skills and be able to articulate what needs to be done. And in some cases, again, people just don't know what they don't know. And if they do know, they're just being deliberately against the against the company standard, whatever it is. But it requires that shepherding. Um, so I think once we look at it in that aspect, then I think you kind of appreciate the finessing that it may require to get things rolling, things to get things going, and things like that. But but yeah, but it all starts with somebody needing to take charge, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's that's definitely a. Uh a big draw there for that yeah for sure um what trait do you think someone needs to have to be a great cad manager i think you nailed it just a few minutes ago as far as having the the people skills the the knowledge uh patience is the probably the number one um i think um you know that's that's huge obviously having the the years of experience and understanding how the software works and understanding how how people use it you know, not necessarily how it works, but, you know, understanding the interface to, to be able to explain things. I mean, I've gotten to the point now to where I can pretty much be on a call and, and, and tell them where the button is, you know, whatever button they're trying to find. But um, yeah, I think um, just, again, people skills, I think uh, a lot of the experience, I mean, at least I would say at least eight years of CAD production experience is probably a good minimum. Um and then again, being willing to travel if it's a larger firm, obviously that's something that's on the table today. Um, but, you know, and not, I guess, not being so hardheaded about some things. I think that's, you know, being open-minded, being able to be like, that is, that works. You know, I can adapt and change to that. I think that's, that's part of it as well. Um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, it, and it's funny, and I've again, I've said this again in other interviews where, you know, you said it, but that it wasn't the first answer. So a lot of when I ask what great trait, what trait makes a, you know, a great CAD manager, it's always the soft skills. It's never, you know, you need to know everything from A to Z in AutoCAD or Civil 3D or Revit, right? It's real. It's so it's, um, again, just speaks volumes to what I think what we know what. what you know, looking at it through that different lens, because you can be the, the smartest AutoCAD person, but if you don't have the patience, the people skills, the openness, you're never going to be great. You're always going to be limited because of because of that, right? And we all know how it is. Nobody wants to work with those type of people. It's really hard. It shouldn't be hard. It should be fun. And I, I know it's work. You're getting paid to work, but why not have some fun along the way, right? And so anyway, so it's yeah, always, I'm always, I'm always, in, I'm always a, I'm always, uh, I continue to be fascinated that again, that um, the first the first couple things that people always say, 
Um, it's never the technical part of the job. So that obviously should be there already, but if Correct. you do not have the soft skills to yeah. to you know uh, translate the yeah. the hard skills, then yeah. Again, good to great. You can be good yeah. at what you do, but if you want to become great, I think those are some things that we just talked about are definitely part of, part of that journey. So what current technology or trend are you the most excited about? I mean, it was a huge topic at AU. I'm, I'm very excited to see the AI integration. Um, you know, I kind of, you know, I said it earlier, but the whole BIM cloud, I mean, that's there. Uh, I haven't bit onto it too much. I mean, we use docs, we share files, but uh, you know, that that's a larger collaboration between architects and, you know, certain, to me, certain products. I mean, in single family residential, there's not much need for that. Um, but the AI, uh, I'm just fascinated just to learn more about it, what how it's going to integrate in, how that's going to work. You know, at one point in time, I thought AI could replace, you know, some of us. And I mean, it's still, there could be some of that. But I think at the end of the day, I think especially CAD manager wise, there's always going to be a seat at the table. I think there's going to be need to be somebody to, to be able to interact with folks and be able to obviously fix the AI when it breaks, you know? <laughs> so yeah. that's, I'm, I'm very excited about that. I think that's, uh, that's going to be really nice for degenerative design and, and doing all that. I mean, we have some of it there. I mean, look at Forma and obviously, I mean, SiteOps and all these things coming together that have been around for at least SiteOps has been around for some time now. Um, and, you know, uh, I think, that technology is there. I mean, it's kind of already embedded in our systems. I mean, corridor modeling, there's some light AI in there. I mean, there's some translation in there, but to see what the product of Autodesk AI is going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I'm, I'm excited. I've obviously, obviously, but I'm too excited about AI. You know, I created a CAD manager GPT. I'm helping Augie create an Augie GPT for them. <clears throat> things like that and so it's just um you know it's 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 one thing to have it but you still got to know how to use it right you're right. you're only as good as the prompts you provide or the information that you feed it and so you know it's it's no it's no different than you know i was a huge lidar guy and so <clears throat> back in the day and so you know all the surveyors are worried oh the lidar lidar scanners laser scanners are gonna take my job listen it can't do control by itself. We still need somebody out there to do control and there's line of sight. It can't get behind, you know, a pillar or a bush or a car or a building that's in front of another building that you need to get in between. I mean, and so it's like, like, just like you said, right? I mean, AI may do a lot of stuff for us, like some of the other previous technologies that everybody's worried about, but there's still a, <clears throat> there's still going to be a human seat at the table for those things that it can't do. Like, okay. You have AIs, but who's going to give the AI until it's self <clears throat> self generating, right? Like who's going to give it the prompts or who's going to give it the thing to tell it to do the thing, right? It needs somebody yeah. to do that until it could truly do it by itself. Then that's what's going to be the dangerous part. But until we get to that point, you know, like you said, I like the way you said that is there's still room at the table for us. So listen, if you're a CAD manager or somebody listening to this, just, just obviously take the baby steps at the comfort of your own risk, but I think you would be foolish not to at least get your thumb on the pulse of what's happening. And if you can use it just to use it and understand the limitations and the things that it could give, the benefits it can give you, even better. But to just ignore it or to call it a fad <clears throat> or to just say, you know, it's just law, it's just, it's just the, um, you know, uh, 
long language modeling, replicating, or whatever else they, they call it, right? Um, there's there's more here to it. And just again, um, if you don't want to, that's fine. Just don't be don't be don't be sad when in three to five years, maybe less, the way that's evolving, that you're struggling to keep up. So anyway. Yeah, I mean that that was the integration with PCs. I mean, you know, back in the nineties, everybody freaked out. And yeah, everybody freaked yeah. out. Yeah, Y two K. You know, everybody freaked out of the unknown. And I mean, look at I mean, it's created jobs. You know, then pad manager role didn't exist. You know, yeah. and the you know that day. I mean, to a point. You know, at least from what I saw, it was you know very isolated. I think you know people were scared of computers. I have a really good friend of mine. He didn't want to use a computer still working you know labor jobs making you know he makes decent but it's not you know he didn't evolve with the times yeah and that's you know ai is the new pc in a sense it's the new you know replace it will replace some mundane tasks yes yeah. um but that's you know that's just going to make you more valuable to whatever firm or whatever role that you're in yeah for sure what are your thoughts on the future of CAD? Uh, I mean, the, the AI factor comes in, obviously. I think, you know, that I, how that's going to pan out. But, um, I mean, it, I've seen it coming the past few years. I mean, CAD technicians are kind of old, you know, not old, but an outdated role. I think more engineers, architects are taking it by the reins. They're, you know, designing. I think we always need some CAD professional, at least within the firm, you don't necessarily need one on every team or anything, but you need to have somebody that understands how it works and not to your point, not an engineer that's just engineering and an architect that's making sure that, you know, the squares are in the right place or, or wherever. Um, I think, you know, the future is, is it's, there's going to be less need for draftsmen, I think. Um, I think, and that's, that's been happening for the past few years. I think it's going to continuously grow in that direction. Well, just as a firm perspective, I can hire an engineer fresh out of college, you know, that has very minimal drafting, you know, experience and kind of train them how I want them to be. So yeah. um, having, a, they don't have much perspective at that point. Yeah. Where can the CAD manager confessions audience follow you on your journey? Uh, I'm, you know, I stated it earlier that I'm kind of in my infancy of, of being exposed on, on, on the, uh, the interweb. Um, the, um, um, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, but I'm not, I'm not horribly active right now. Obviously I just started this role four months ago. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty buried with, with what's going on there. And I'm a father of three. So, uh, I'm not, uh, I don't have a huge, you know, content or any kind of persona out there. I think, that's going to grow in the future. So, I mean, follow me on LinkedIn now and, you know, that could, could take off. I, I don't know. I could end up being Eric in a couple of years, you know, right on, right but I'm right aspiring on. to be. Nice. Right on. Uh, yeah. And that's where you got to start with what you have and where you're at. Right. <clears throat> and again, along your journey, uh, I'm here and I know others are here to help you as well. So as soon as you start posting and things like that, sharing, we'll continue to repost, like, and comment. Too, so that way you get awareness on your stuff too. So um, awesome. that's again, that's what I love about this community. We're here to help each other out. So cool. Uh, before we say goodbye, any parting advice or thoughts to the CAD manager community? Uh, I mean, you know, again, stay connected, collaborate, 
you know, talk to others like-minded, even different minded. So you can get a different perspective. I mean, you know, don't, you know, coordinate with architects, talk with them. How, how does things work for them? You know, get the, get the full perspective of your, your role and, and where you are today, I think. And obviously with the online communities, um, they're huge. And, you know, there's local, you know, all these, you know, I don't Revit groups, there's all kinds of different communities that are out there that depending on what, uh, you know, what is your, your trade, um, you know, figuring out what you're out to get involved in those communities, you know, go to AU, you know, that's huge. Uh, at least go once, you know, even if you take it on your own dime, I, I don't recommend that, but, you know, um, I would recommend anybody who's, who's passionate about, you know, engineering, architecture, drafting, whatever it may be. I think getting out there, seeing that community will just open your minds. Most most people in their first year at AU, I mean, they're just mind blown just of how many people are there, how many sessions. Uh, you know, some of it's a little tedious and cumbersome, but you know, it's 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 all about the networking. I think um, that's really what you know the future of all of this will be is just keeping that network big. And, you know, don't you know, don't close doors. You know, try to keep all those doors open. So. Well said. Well, thank you, Josh, for being a part of the podcast. And for those of you listening to this episode, thank you for pressing play. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you found the things we talked about today valuable, I would be honored if you would subscribe, leave a review, or share your thoughts by leaving a comment or sharing a screenshot of the episode and tagging me on social media. Until next time, continue to challenge the status quo, be the leader you wish you had, don't be afraid to step into your greatness, and good luck in your pursuit for the perfect set of fun. Thank you for pressing play.